0: Hello, everybody, and thank you, Janet Lee. Wow, I just love those kind of songs, "Soldiers of Jesus Christ, Soldiers of the Cross," and I wish the if if the people out there don't know or recognize those songs. Oh, what a shame! Because some of the words in the in, in the hymns and verses are just absolutely perfect. And thank you for playing it so great so great and hello everybody today is a day we are into analog of the angels part 8 and um, you know there's something interesting that the bible says it says the letter killeth but the spirit gives life that's in 2nd corinthians 3 6 now it's interesting that the very same word that you would read that gives life can also kill and what the interpretation of that is is that if you just read the spirit pardon me read the Bible without the spirit then it has not life in it it doesn't have life and and that's what we've got today we've got we've got you know millions of people that are reading the Bible and it does not have the life in it because it, they are not understanding it by the Spirit. And it is the Holy Spirit that tells you what the deep truth is. And the, the, the Manifest Peace Bible that one of these days we will get published, uh, it is based on Holy Spirit contextual revelation. And so, if you want to live with the word and by the word, uh, you have to understand the letter just itself, the word just itself kills. But the spirit interpreting the letter gives life. 2 Corinthians 3.6 Then there's the problem that some people have that described in Galatians 3, one. Some of the children of God became bewitched having become deceived uh, by their own spirits in error, and then proceeded to teach others those errors. Whoa. The Bible says, in Galatians also, that those persons are called foolish because they have the knowledge of their beginning uh, uh, by the Spirit, but have leaned on their own flesh. Wow. Well, as I said, today is analog of the angels, or with the angels, part eight. And the prayer that we have asked God to imbue into the words of this teaching today is to strengthen the muscles of the the hearts and uh, and to clean the arteries leading to the hearts of the listeners. So, oh God, thank you. Oh God of love, praise you. You are so wonderful, and you care so much about your people. And as this word is being spoken, energies will go out in these words because they have been imbued. This is The word was with God, and the word was God. And the Word was made flesh. It, it, it is involved in your human body. And, and it will strengthen the muscles of your heart. And it will clean your heart's arteries. Blessed be the name of God. And we don't want to forget, we've read this to you several times, and we will probably continue, because it's such an important leading scripture found in Second 2 Chronicles 2.6. Second Chronicles chapter 2, verse 6. But who is able to build him, to build God, a house? Seeing the heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain him. We must be very careful how we try to place where God is or where God is not. For where God may not be by his first presence, he would surely be there by his holy Ghost, and we must be very careful how we place things, because who is able to build a house for this God of gods, this wonderful God of gods we serve? And the point that is made in Second Chronicles 2: six is. The heaven of heavens could not contain him. And then there's a specific heaven called the heaven, which is not the heaven of heavens, because we have a conjunction in there, and. So seeing or understanding that the heaven, the heaven, and it's talking about the Father's house, described in St. John 14, Read 1 through 6, verses 1 through 6. Seeing that the heaven, the heaven, the Father's house can't contain him. No, it can't. But neither can the heaven of heavens. And that's why we have a spiritual infinity, and we have a physical infinity, which is, of course, the universe, and the spiritual infinity is the heaven of heavens, the first domain. Wow. And we know, 2 Corinthians 5.1, if this earth house were dissolved, we would have a house not made with hands. So there is something already in place waiting for us in the first domain because we came from there. No man will ascend up to heaven who didn't come from from there. That's what the Bible says. And that, that goes for both... The heaven and the heaven of heavens. Wow. Wow. Okay. Let's move on. <clears throat> now this is going to get just a little teeny bit deep. Uh we're going to be looking at some interesting stuff. And uh I, I've got to go into this. Uh might be hard on a few people, but uh you know, this this thing people have not understood. A lot of people have not understood some of these teachings that I have done about the mystery of the time. And the mystery of the time encapsulates, incorporates, you know, uh, the 105th chapter of Psalms, which speaks in the 8th verse, Psalms 105.8, it talks about the... Generations—the thousand generations—which is part of the covenant that God has made with man—and which the Bible says in the book of Galatians that it, well, it would never be cancelled. It would never be. It would never be disannulled. And it is the promise of a thousand generations. And then in the ninetieth chapter of Psalms, in the tenth verse, it tells about the average lifespan, not the average having a family. But the average lifespan, and that is seventy to eighty. So then you multiply seventy or eighty times uh, a thousand, and you get, you know, you get seventy to eighty thousand years that the covenant is going to 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 last. And this covenant has to do with the promise of redemption that has been given to the fallen angels or the the failed messengers, we sometimes call them. And we're going to see how important this is, because I'm going to tell you something. You might think it's just a simple Simon type of thing to get saved, but that's not what Jesus said. Now, some people say, oh, but my church and my pastor or my teaching has been that, you know, you just, you... Accept Jesus Christ and you're saved. No, when you accept Jesus Christ and you are converted, that's what accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior is. But the Jesus said with his own mouth, his own tongue, his own words, he, meaning male or female, that endureth unto the end, the same, not someone else, not differently, the same shall be saved. So enduring into the end is being saved. And the end, we're going to talk about that just in a little bit here because we got to cover these things if we're really going to understand a home in the stars and we're going to understand this thing about UFOs. we we got to have some groundwork. <clears throat> we got to clear away the smoke screens. Okay, so keeping in mind then some of the things that Jesus says which are just so incredible let's look at Isaiah the 45th chapter and the 25th verse and it's talking about the seed of Israel now remember Jacob was the one that wrestled with the angel and after that his name was changed from Jacob to Israel. So he went from a singular representation to a plural representation. And there is so much mystery. There is so much awesome spirituality and in-depthness, such power of brightening, such enfold to that statement that we would have to preach on it for a long time before you would really, really, really understand the depth of what I'm trying to show you. And here, let's read it. Isaiah 45, verse 25. In the Lord, capital L, capital R, capital D, which means that the word then comes from the tetragrammaton, the four letters, that represent the secret name of God which has been translated Yahweh or by the Manifest Yahveel and the Yahveel does what Exodus does I am and I am I am being Yah and and I am being Yah so you have Yah and Yah and so in Yahveel you have Yah a, L and L is another way of saying Yah because it represents God. All right. In the Lord shall all the seed of Israel be justified and shall glory. All the seed of Israel is going to be justified and glory. How can that be? Hey, that's what it says. Now in the Greek uh, 2474. And in the Hebrew 3478, in the Strong's Concordance, Hebrew 3478, Greek 2474, the main idea that is given there is Israel means he will rule as God, but which really means God as represented. Because you know, and anybody that knows anything about God and anything about the Bible, knows that nobody is going to be ruling like God rules, as God. And so Israel, which is a nation, and more than a nation, because they were the Jews. But Paul said, hey, not everyone who is called a Jew is a Jew and is of the seed but basically he was saying those people that are the ones who are obedient to the God that do that, that are called by God and do his bidding they they're, they're also Jews they're also of Israel and then you have that idea then there is a physical Israel yes but there's a spiritual Israel so here's the main thing of the God has represented And not every time that God is represented is he represented in his perfect well. Sometimes it's barely the permissible well. Now, it says that all the seed of Israel will be justified and shall glory. Let's then look at chapter 45, verse 17. But Israel shall be saved, and the Lord with an everlasting salvation you shall not be ashamed nor confound at worlds without end. For thus saith the Lord that called the heavens, that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it, he has established it, he created it, not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else. Now he formed it to be inhabited because it was a plan of redemption. And there are many scriptures to substantiate that verse 12 of chapter 45 I have made made the earth and created man upon it I even I even my hands have stretched out the heavens and all their host have I commanded there we go now let's go back over here to verse 17 same chapter of Isaiah chapter 45 and let's connect that with verse 25 verse 25 remember said the lord shall in the lord in the lord shall all the seed of israel be justified we're talking about eternal justification here folks it doesn't all happen in one instant it's a process verse 17 but israel shall be saved in the lord with an everlasting salvation now see people haven't understood that everlasting salvation they've thought oh well that once you're saved you're always saved That's not what the Bible says. It just plain doesn't say that. But I can see where some people get that idea. I can see that. But I'll read you some scriptures and you'll see what the Bible really says. But what this everlasting salvation says is that when God deems for you to be redeemed, deems for you to be saved, deems for you to be in his plan and he has put his stamp of love upon you then it's eternal love it's eternal salvation it's everlasting salvation and it's going to keep coming back at you even though you do some dastardly things even though you do and we'll come right back to this but even though you do what it says in chapter 43 verse 27 thy first father hath sinned and thy teachers have transgressed against me some people said that's adam that is not adam that is not the context therefore which ties in the next verse with that verse verse 28 I have profaned, profaned the, the princes of the sanctuary, and I have given Jacob to the curse, and Israel to reproaches. Gave Jacob, which is basically is Israel, to the curse, and the princes of Israel to reproaches. <laughs> All right, everlasting. Everlasting salvation, everlasting justification, eternal justification. It's a process. Verse 17, chapter forty five, but Israel shall be saved in the Lord with an everlasting salvation. You shall not be ashamed nor confounded worlds without end, and there's your answer. And this will be hard for some of you, but don't let it be hard. Because let me tell you what it says in the book of John. In the book of John. Here's what it says, and this is 1 John, verse, chapter 4, verse 6. We are of God. He that knoweth God hears, heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. And he that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. And this was manifested, manifested, the love of God toward us. Because God sent his only beloved, our begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him going to live through Jesus Christ, that's how we're going to make it. That's how we're going to get across the line. I, I wrote a song years ago, how are we going to make it? Up the road, pulling our trailers and our heavy load. Well, I don't know. But I know, heaven knows, well how are we going to make it, cross the line, how are we going to make it, there on time, I don't know, but I know, heaven knows. Yeah, and that was when we were moving up to Canada many long, long years ago. Oh, what a time that that was. And there are moves that we make in our life just like that. And we don't know. We don't know everything is going to happen. We don't know why we're doing what we're doing, except a voice spoke to us and said, you know, I hand you a dove, go to Canada. And that's what God's Word said. And so that's what we were doing because God spoke to us and said it. Now, you know, John says, you've got to learn to recognize by the Spirit the people who are of God and who are not of God. And until you do that, you're going to be susceptible to becoming bewitched. And God says that those that recognize the the Spirit of God, then he says they will believe because they will know this is the Word of God. Wow. Okay. Let me move on. This is an incredible revelation right now I'm getting ready to say. Chapter Isaiah, chapter 45, chapter 17, uh, 45, verse 17. Isaiah 45, 17. But Israel shall be saved in the Lord. They're not going to be saved in themselves. They're not going to make it in themselves. They're going to fail in, in themselves. But I read you that scripture. It's going to happen. In verse 25, in the Lord shall all the seed of Israel be justified. In the Lord. Not not in themselves. If you're trying to get yourself justified by yourself, in yourself, you never make it. Never make it up the road. You never make it across the line on time. But in Jesus, that's how all things become possible. That's how reality becomes wings that can fly you over the highest hills and mountains and take you up to the heaven of heavens. Whoa. Wow. I'm getting excited. Verse 17. Here we go again. We've got to get through this. Chapter 45. But Israel shall be saved in the Lord with an everlasting salvation. You shall not be ashamed nor confounded worlds without end. And that's how it's going to be done. This 70,000 years that that I've been talking about 80,000 years, the Bible says in the 51st chapter, the 16th verse, I believe it is, of Isaiah, from the foundations of the earth, we're going to go out and plant the heavens. We're going to plant planets. We're going to go out because Jesus said, go you into all the cosmos, which is the universe. This, this is the manifest word, ladies and gentlemen. I will tell you, in the future that is coming, this will be the message that will be preached. Everything is going to be so advanced. People are be going out. They'll be living on the moon. They'll be living on Mars. And people say, well, where was that in the Bible? I thought Jesus was coming before then. Now we've got people living on Mars, and we've got people living on the moon, and we've got people going to other, getting ready to go to other planets and live. How, how does that work out? And all of a sudden, some preacher is going to look in the Bible and say, My God, I thought this was just the earth. Well, yes, the earth is part of the cosmos. You know that, don't you? The earth and the solar system is part of the universe. But it's not the whole of the universe. Jesus said, go out into into the universe and preach my gospel. And there's scriptures that seem to talk about getting involved in the in the in the in a full extent into this going into the cosmos thing. Wow. Well, what does this 17th verse say? This everlasting salvation is connected to worlds without end. Worlds without end is talking about physical infinity. And so <laughs> Come on. I used to say to people, people say, well, you know, are you going to be able to to do that? And I say, well, if not at this time, then another time. And if not another time, then another place. And if not another place, then perhaps in another world. And if not in that other world, then in another world. Besides that other world. And I know people thought that was ridiculous, but I was talking Bible. I was talking the Word of God, worlds without end. He connected it to this whole revelation of eternal justification in Him, in Him. Now, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. Look at verse 4 of this same chapter. Chapter 45, Isaiah. For Jacob, my servant's sake, and for Israel, my elect, I have even called thee by thy name and have surnamed thee, though thou hast hast not known me. All right. Now here's what he says, and I want you you to get this. I, I want you to get this. Chapter 43, verse 25. And this is on the subject of Jacob. In verse 22, which is a, prior to this, of chapter 43, But thou hast not called upon me, O Jacob, and thou hast been weary of me, O Israel. And in verse 25, I, even I, that, blott, that blotteth out thy transgressions for my own sake, and will not remember thy sins. God says, I am going to do this for my own sake. In verse 21 of chapter 44, Remember these, O Jacob and Israel, For thou art my servant, I have formed thee. Thou art my servant, O Israel, thou shalt not be forgotten to me. I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgression and as a cloud thy sins return unto me. They haven't even returned unto him yet. And he's already blotted out their sins and transgressions. Did you read what the Bible said? Come on, people. Let's get into this word of God. Let's open it up like it's never been opened up before. Let's behave like good disciples. And let's understand when Jesus gets up and says, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you shall have no part in the kingdom of heaven. And, and disciples and people began to leave him. And he turned to Peter and he says, wilt thou leave also? And Peter says, oh no, Lord. Only you have the keys. You, 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 you are the only one that's got the truth to the kingdom of heaven. He said, well, I'll tell you something. It wasn't your flesh that revealed that to you. It was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to reveal to you the truth today. It wants to make you understand. Do you have any idea ever since Jesus rose and was resurrected, died on the cross and rose, how many people have been saying into the world, into the world, Jesus is going to come tomorrow, Jesus is going to come any day. It's been going on for thousands of years. Listen to me, people. Listen to me. I'm preaching to you. I'm preaching the Word of God. And I'm not done. But Israel shall be saved in the Lord, verse 17, chapter 45, with an everlasting salvation. <laughs> Whoa. And that's the whole, the whole teaching of re-engeneration. Just like when the children that were killed by Herod the king when Herod was trying to just wipe all the children of a certain age out so as to find Jesus Christ who was being called the coming king coming king and they, and, and but he an angel had already come and warned his warned his father and they escaped his mother and father escaped with him to Egypt But the Bible says in Jeremiah 51, verse 15. Pardon me, 31, verse 15. Jeremiah 31, verse 15. That those children that were killed by Herod, that were killed, because it's very clear from the wording that it was at that time, and the grief that that, that the mothers had, that they would live again. And they would be born in the land of the enemy, which was Rome, or some of their subsidiaries. And then from wherever it was that they were, they would find their way and come back to Jerusalem. They would return because it's destiny of God. God has a destiny. It's everlasting salvation. It's a plan. So it says, does that mean that everyone will be saved and no one can ever be lost? I didn't say that. No, I didn't say that. I don't believe that. But I will tell you this. If a trillion angels from the first domain go out on a mission, and 10% of those trillion angels fail and commit the abominable, unpardonable sin against the Holy Spirit, there will nevertheless a trillion angels come back to the kingdom of God at the end of time. That 10% will be replaced just like in the story of the talents. The talents will be taken from one and given to another. And when the new creations come forth, there will be people chosen to replace them. And they will go because their spirit souls have never left the first domain, the heaven of heavens. Because the Bible says, I read it to you, In Corinthians, it says that if this house should dissolve, there is a body for us already in the heavens, already. That is that spirit soul. And what we have now in these physical bodies is the signal of that spirit soul. And that's what keeps us going. It's a spiritual pacemaker, but something far greater than that. But it's just a signal. And that has a lot of Bible scripture for it, but I don't, that's not our subject. Oh, are you getting it? God never loses. God never allows himself to lose. And when God loves you and when God chooses you, he'll break the gates of hell. He'll reach down the hell and tear you loose from there just like he did those, those people that were, were in upper Hades, which was called paradise compared to lower Hades, who were sometimes disobedient during the days of Noah and the flood. And he reached down and went there with Jesus during the, the, the three days before his resurrection. And he took the, the thief that was on the cross down there, and then he liberated those, part, those people so that they could be set free. He'll reach down. And the Bible says in the book of John, you can ask a petition of God and as long as it's not the unforgivable sin, you can even reach into the world of, of death. And God will hear your prayer and God will honor your prayer. And I'm a believer of that kind of faith. And if you want to have the faith that is the faith that all things are possible, get on this ship. Because this ship is the gospel ship. And it's getting ready to sail across the skies of the heaven. We're going to take a break. Janet Lee to the organ. God bless you. Thank you, Janet Lee, with "Onward, Christian Soldiers" and those other soldier songs, and hello, here we are back, people. Now I've been teaching you about the three bosoms of God, Luke 16:22, by the angels into Abraham's bosom, this place where souls are taken, called Abraham's bosom, um, John. One eighteen. Now, just in case you didn't get that first scripture, Luke sixteen twenty-two. Now, I've, I've quoted these before, but these are so important. Ever so often, I may have to repeat it. Luke sixteen twenty-two. By by the angels into Abraham's bosom. John 1:18, the Father's bosom. We got two different father, two different bosoms, and that's very important to have this down in your mind as we get into these the stars and the planets. Uh, and and there is also then the mechanism, the the bosom uh, that it's called of how you get there. In the in the the stars, uh, it is there is a sign. It is provided, and there is a an ancient uh, star that's called Arco. Argo, and and uh, it is a, a message of of how that the saints of God are going to be carried through the heavens, and, and it's 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 a it's in the the heavens, it's it's in the signs, it's it's ancient, you know, it's it was written uh, are known it was written before that but it was discovered in uh, you know 3,800 years before the birth of Jesus Christ it goes back to an ancient uh, zodiac there's been some of the zodiac changed in modern time but that ancient ancient zodiac is known and so that is very very important and we don't want to miss it so there's there's uh isaiah 40:11, he, he shall gather and lead them and carry them in his bosom and so here we have this angelic flight uh, which it talks about uh, the team and the craft uh, in Matthew 24:31, and we get more information in the 68th chapter of Isaiah, A- and um, and w- we can read there in Isaiah, uh, you know, 68, and I believe verse 17 about the over 20,000 uh, uh, craft and and angels. Uh, that hovered over uh, uh, Mount uh, Sinai. And so the picture is there. It's in the Word. It's in the Bible. It's the Word of God. And that is so important. Now, have these things been talked about? Have they been known? Why, it's just right in the Bible, in these same areas we've been reading. Let's look at chapter 44 of Isaiah. And let's skip on down and says in verse 7, And this is right after uh, that that he talks about being the Redeemer and the Lord of hosts and the first and the last and beside me there is no other uh, God. Okay, verse 8. Fear you not, neither be afraid, for I have told you. Now, this is important. He's saying, don't be afraid that I don't have a plan. I have a plan. I have a plan to bring all this incredible thing about. And one of the plans that I have is described by Jesus in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 1 through 6, about, Jesus said, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not true, I would have told you. I go away to prepare a place for you, that where I am, you may be also. And now, listen to this. It's described here in a beautiful way. And who as I shall call and shall declare it, who is going, that I am going to call, who is going to declare it? And and who is going to set it in order for me? Well, he says, I appointed the ancient people. They're the ones that are going to do it, these ancient people. Well, the most ancient people goes back to Enoch. He's the seventh from Adam. He's he's one of the most ancient people. He's the only one of that ancient people that that walked with God and God took him while he was still alive. And so his offspring then were later taken before the flood. And Jesus acknowledged it when he said, you know, as it was in the days of Noah, just like it happened in the days of Noah, it's going to happen again in the coming of the Son of Man. There will be two in the field and one will be taken, the other left. There will be two at the mill, one will be taken, one will be, uh, be left. And they'll be caught up with the angels and the angels will, will carry them away. yeah it's there. So, since I appointed the ancient people, he's talking about the Melchizedek's of the, the Enoch's and these people that are on the planet Artura. Not Arturas, not but Artura. There's a difference I'll show you later. And, and, and this, this is the Father's house planet. And it says, and the things that are coming and shall come, let them Let them show unto them. So what's it saying? Let the ancient people show unto Jacob and Israel these truths and these realities. This Melchizedek revelation, of which the Bible says that that Melchizedek was the king of righteousness and Jesus is the king of righteousness. One and one equals two. Come on. All right. So now it's right there. It's right there. It is right there. So I I just want you to not miss that. I want you to not miss it. Now, here's another verse. In Isaiah 63, verse 16. Doubtless thou art our father, though Abraham be ignorant of us. Now Abraham's ignorant of this of this truth of the Melchizedek that that wasn't a total revelation unto him it was a partial revelation he did understand when he he met Melchizedek at the battle of the kings that that Melchizedek was above him and above his call and that's why the bible says in Genesis that Abraham paid tithes Unto Melchizedek. And Paul says, well, doesn't that prove something? I'm paraphrasing it. That proves that Melchizedek was of a higher order than Abraham. And that's why we've got an Abrahamic bosom, and we've got the Melchizedek bosom, which is at the father's house. Wow. And let's read it. Verse sixteen again, sixty-three of Isaiah. Doubtless thou art our Father, though Abraham be ignorant of us. Israel, Israel, acknowledges not. Thou, O Lord, art our Father, the Father's house, our Redeemer. Thy name is for everlasting. Wow! And then verse six, chapter sixty-four. Verse four. For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard, nor perceived by the ear. Neither hath the eye seen, O God, besides thee, what he hath prepared for him that waiteth for him. Isn't that absolutely splendid and beautiful? Wow. Okay, got to keep moving. Oh, I have so much to cover. Interesting. Isaiah 49, verse 5. An interesting, challenging verse, but it ties into this whole revelation I'm giving this morning. And here's what it says. And now saith the Lord that formed me. This is Isaiah 49, verse 5. And I'll read several verses. And now saith the Lord that formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob again to him. What? Bring Jacob again? Though Israel be not gathered. Yet shall I be glorious in the eyes of the Lord. Capital O, L, capital O, capital R, capital D, And my God shall be my strength. Whoa, what a beautifully powerful spiritual verse. In another scripture, the Bible talks about God bringing forth the womb of different nations. Like, you know, a uh, there was the the two different nations, one of God, one not of God. Jacob and and his brother, Esau. Wow, and and it was called two nations in 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 her womb. Just absolutely incredible. That's that's all that can be said. Now that was a long time ago, and 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 you know those people had died and. And somehow the Bible is, is talking about them coming back and living again. And we know this verse here that it's talking about Jacob and Israel. And it's talking about people that have lived and died. And they have lived, uh, you know, uh, 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 another uh, life. and call it a death, if you want. And, and a person could have questions about what exactly all that does mean. But what it it, it what, it means, what, what it means when it says, he has formed me from the womb. Isn't that something different? Let's read that again. And now saith the Lord that formed me from the womb to be a servant to bring Jacob to him again. Jeremiah said, before I was born, before I was formed in my mother's womb, I knew him and I was called to be a prophet. The Bible talks in Romans 8 about being predestinated. Wow. Is this just talking about the regeneration of Jacob? Or is it talking about a type of people that is pluralistic, many jacobs Because Jacob went from the singular name when he wrestled with the angel and I want to tell you something. You've got to be careful when you start wrestling with the angels. When you start getting into angel theology and angel experiences, you're, you're into big stuff. And, 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 and it's going to change you from the creature that you are. And, and Jacob wrestled with his angel. And when he was done, he was given a new name. And it went from singularity to plural, plurality. From Jacob to Israel. Which means, you know, he will rule as God or or God as represented. And Israel means a nation, many people. He's forming from the womb. He's going to bring Jacob again. He's talking about regeneration of Jacob. He's talking about the characteristic, the virtues of Jacob. There's a reference to Jesus, Christ in Jacob. But there is a materialization that's talking here that is pluralistic. It seems that the scripture is saying you can take a totally different man, a totally different woman, who basically have nothing to do with Jacob, who is now dead, and who has been dead for generations of time, and suddenly by the gift of the power of materialization, in a kind of proxy way, there could be a rematerialization in the womb of that which represents the essence and the character, the style and the life and the calling of the destiny of Jacob. So then, the revelation of the materialization in the womb, which includes everything uh, to the vagina, to progenitor's organ, are uh, or all the materializations in a sense is represented here by the scriptures as this by saying you call those things that are not as though they were And by the mind of the Spirit, they actually become. And it's just like when you take those fish that do not exist, those loaves that do not exist, but you bless them, and they become multiplied. Now, when they multiply, there's something very interesting, especially in the fishes. But also, also we can genetically produce something very unusual that the loaves and the fish, like was the result <coughs> of the female and the male fish producing offspring. But the minute you produce another fish that is just materialized so that the few fishes that you have there multiply into many fishes without the process of, of sexual union and, and, and the timetable of it, but just an immediate reduplication, rematerializations. You, you you bring about a literal duplication of the fish by deferred progenity, we call it. Or deferred progeny, however you like to say it. And you produce that action that causes the first fish to be duplicated, the second uh, fish, the third fish, the fourth, fifth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, eighth, and on. Now you are are creating (coughs) so that these new fish are not being created as though they are all virgin fish, but they are being created as duplicates of the fish that was created in the way it was created, formed the way it was formed. Therefore, in that sense, the whole thing of the organs that produce those fish are being produced in the mind, sensed by the spirit, and being reduplicated in the essence of materialization. It's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. You see, many times we can have a, a way of feeling past feeling, past the feeling of understanding, but we just say, yay, yay. He created the fish, or he created this, or he did that. But yes, there is a how to that how he did it. Are those virgins then, are they incorporated in that creation? The very act that is the similitude and the exactitude of the first fish that, that was being duplicated? Absolutely, that is that is Incorporated. And therefore, it is reduplicated by the command of the voice of Jesus when He says, "Let there be many fish, and let there be many loaves." Wow. The loaves have to do with the wheat and the bread, and is and is there not the whole thing of of like with the plant life because plant life has the same thing; uh, it has uh, to be fertilized in its own way, and then and and then it is duplicated, or is. Now there is a species that is being created, created to eat that never went through that process. Is that process being speeded up? Is it being materialized into the literal fish and literal bread, which not only incorporates the sense of the bread, the process of fertilization, the process of reduplication? Is it incorporating the sense of the ovening and the cooking of that bread? so that the new bread that comes wasn't just a plot of a lump of material that the bread was made out of, but somehow the multiplicity of it and the several lumps of dough that it would take take to have cooked it, no, that's not the process. The total duplication That's also materialized even in the sense of the ovening. That sounds like a contradiction, but it's not. Because then you would have to create the ovening, but somehow the effect of the ovening without the oven is hereby created, which makes it both a yes and a no. No. And that materialization of the very process that has to do with progeneration, reduplication, has to include the effect of the female organs and the male organs. And yet there is an there are actions here that are just the effect of it because it's all incorporated. That ladies and gentlemen, that is profound. And we're just not shooting off the mouth to try to say something to be mystic. There's a crystalline ministry here, something beyond the words of, of average knowledge, something that hasn't begun to yet be realized by the people. And God is opening up the deep. And we're walking past that world of darkened shadows and past that, that blot of mentality that is part of that shadowy wor- world so that we will be able to see the deep things. So that we will be able to look into that glass that is no longer darkly. Wow. To understand that when God creates a yada and forms that yada like he did Jacob in the womb to come and bring a message from what wherever that yada comes, people need to just sit back and listen until the message is finished and don't cut off a yada in the mouth before the whole message is is been able to be given and been able to be demonstrated. Don't cut off that yada because to do so is extremely close to blasphemy. Wow. I have prayed that God would not hold anything against the people that do these things. But this is not a game. It's serious stuff. Many, many of the things that the church looked down upon, you know, in the past, they've had to change. Some people say, well, I think the old way was better. Well, the Bible says, laying aside the principles of the foundations of the doctrines of Christ, the laying on of hands the baptisms, resurrection. Let us go on to perfection. You can become imprisoned in the things that you've already graduated from if you just keep reiterating them when you've already got them in your pocket and you don't need to eat them again or practice them again. God wants to redeem you from those years that the cankerworm worm and the caterpillar would like to eat. Wow. No wonder Jesus said you must be born again. That's got to be all part of the revelation. Wow. These things are so absolutely absolutely important. Well, I don't, I don't have the time here to, on this particular subject, there's a whole lot more to this, this part, but I just don't have the, the, you know, the, I don't have the time to, to finish this right now. But there's um, <laughs> there's some interesting things that uh, that God God would like to uh, to take you deeper in, which all ties in to prepare you for all these things that you need to know. Let's just put one more little one more little thought on this. Let's look at Rachel. She had a handmaid by the name of Leah. Now we know that, in the end, that both of these handmaids actually started producing more children than even the original wives and where did the handmaids come from? Well, they were first handmaids of of laymen, and obviously he was not having intercourse with them. He was not treating them as wives because they never had children before. Obviously, he had a plan all along that those handmaids would go out with his daughters. It was all part of a plan that they would both bear children, and a lot of children. But do we really understand the revelation of that? Is there some way of possibility that Rachel, through the knowledge that Jacob had passed on, was able to use some of these handmaidens, like Belha, as a surrogate mother? Did Rachel use this handmaid as a surrogate mother? And that she was really not carrying her own product, but she was really carrying the materialized egg of Rachel so that there was literally a materialization that happened in her womb so that when the seed of Jacob went into the handmaid, it actually produced the offspring of rachel because that's the credit that the bible gives to it because it counts literally as part of the genealogy and in a place list those children as being the children of rachel wow There are things that we cannot understand that are pretty awesome. For instance, the Bible says that Levi paid tithes to Melchizedek prior to him even being born. That this happened while he was still in the loins of Abraham, before he was even born. This is like a deferred progeny, a deferred progenity. Levi paid tithes to, to Melchizedek. So we, got, we have Bible. We have Bible for this, how it can happen. We have Jacob, who peeled back these rods a certain way, left spots on them with the, with the unpeeled and the peeled. And it had a, had a genetic effect on the animals, so that it changed the, the color of their coats. And made the difference of whether it would be a flock for him or a flock for his father-in-law. So, this strange surrogate mother idea and all these kind of things, they're not just from out of the Bible, beyond the Bible. They're in the Bible and taught by the Bible. And we just got to stop, try to be too perfect about thinking that things have to be the common way that everything we're expecting it to be on earth should be. We're going to have to stop thinking that way. But do I ever have to roll here? I've got to keep going. Okay. I want to introduce you to a book. It's called The Witness of the Stars. I've read from this book a couple times. It's by E. Period W. Period Bollinger, Bullinger, B. U. L. L. I. N. G. E. R. Doctor of Divinity, and it's a book that you should definitely have, because it, it, it's it's got some beautiful stuff in it. Now, it's called The Witness of the Stars. I've had uh, the book that was that he. Got his information from. I have the, the like original book that he got the information for writing this book. Um, there was a a person, uh, called Miss Rolleston, and she is the one who actually, uh, from an Arab astronomer, um, was given uh, back in 850 A.D. the tables that were drawn up by famous a uh, uh, prince, and and uh, that was also an astrologer, an astronomer, um, and not astro- And we're not talking astrology, but we're talking astronomy, uh, and who had this top Arabian information uh, that went down to the earliest of times, and and a lot of this of these uh, celestial atlases and star maps. Uh, uh, have the original signs that no one knows where those uh, were, came from. No one knows who originally made them. Uh, they weren't made by these Arabs that I'm talking about. They just had found these ancient, uh, records and, and, uh, you know, were, were, uh, sharing them with this lady who then later shared it, uh, with Bullinger. And, uh, so it's, 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 it's quite the thing. You know, um, Uh, when we talk about the witness of the stars, uh, in Romans 1.19, it declares, that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so so that they are without excuse. Wow! Wow! There is a plan that God has made. He is implanted in the heavens. A message. The the the, the word of God is written in the stars, people. And, and we and we we must not. We must not. We must not turn that off. You know, and 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 we will see how how often in the, in, that it is. Told, and I read to you last week how often it was told to to men of God to go and look up to the heavens and 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 to count the stars and 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 to understand the message that was in it. it it's uh, you know just uh, really really important, you know. In Isaiah it says, lift up your eyes on high and see who hath created these these, that bringeth out their hosts by number. He calleth them all by name, by the greatness of his might, and for that he is strong in power, and not one is lacking. In, In Psalms it says, he telleth the number of the stars, he giveth them all their names. I mean, there is a word of God that is very strong about all of this. Now, here are some things you need to understand. No one can dispute the antiquity of the signs of the zodiac or of the constellation. No one can question the accuracy of the ancient star names which have come down to us to this day and are still preserved in, in all the good celestial uh, atlas details. And we hope that no one will be able to resist the cumulative evidence apart from God's grace in Christ for it is a hope for the sinners. It's a part of God's glory. It, it's about manifesting the return of Christ from heaven. It's about the word of God written in the stars. And God wants us to know about it. You want to get this book, The Witness of the Stars, E.W. Bollinger, D.D. D. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, now I've got to move on. Wow, there is just so much. It is just. It just is awesome. Now here's the part, uh, you know, that I want to share with you. That is so utterly incredible. Uh, I told you about Argo the ship. I've already told you that. We we don't need to uh, to look about that. That's one of the constellations. But now there is there is so much. Um, when um, when Jacob was blessing well we're back this Jacob was an important party, and he blessing the twelve sons, one of the sons' name was Issachar, and um, in Genesis 49:14, and you can also read some of it about Genesis 49/11, it says, "Issachar is a strong ass." Now the thing ass is like you know, a donkey, but, but it, it had a place in the Bible. In Matthew 21, 2 through 7, Jesus rides an ass into Jerusalem. Um, in Judges 5, 10, the judges of, of, of Samuel, uh, in, in his time, uh, the judges rode, rode white asses. And so um, we see in this uh, this uh, scripture part of, of Issachar is a strong ass crouching down between the sheep foals So we see that even in the most ancient of Scripture, even going back in the very beginning of the the Word of God, uh, it talks about there being more than one sheepfold. We know there is two sheepfolds. There is the Abrahamic sheepfold, and there is the Melchizedek father's house sheepfold. And Jesus said in the 10th chapter of the the Gospel of John, Other sheep I have that are not of this fold. That fold he was talking about, this fold was the Abrahamic fold. And he says, I have another fold that is not a part of the Abrahamic fold. And we know that's the Melchizedek fold. And that is why the Bible says that Melchizedek was without father, without mother, without any relatives as far as the Abrahamic fold. Because he preexisted that time. And, and then he came back and, and did a body ministry, uh, uh, but he had pre- preexisted uh, that body ministry during the time of Abraham, uh, way before that. So uh, that is just uh, important. Now, we understand then there's, uh, there's uh, the constellation uh, that we call Ursia Minor, and it is the lesser flock. I'm reading this from page 149 of this book. And then there is the Urja Major, which which gives us the sheepfold and the sheep. Uh, and then of course there's the Argo, the ship, for the travelers and the pilgrims to bring them there safely. And, and now, long before I ever had this book, long before I had the original book, I had this revelation. I did not learn it from this book, but I th- Thank you God, and just shouted when I found that it there was someone that had this revelation and had written a book i just i you know there's like a couple two or three people, and it goes way back and and um uh, so uh ersia Minor, the little bear they call it uh, in the in in job um you know uh, uh, thirty eight when you get into that book, you read about the the sons of Artursia. Uh instead of calling it. Uh, sons of Artur- Arturus. Instead of calling it the Sons of Arturus, the new uh, versions have changed it to the offspring of the bears. Uh, now, you know, someone says, oh, well, then that's two different stories. Well, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. There, there's a Greek mythology, and Greek mythology used the bears. and But they were originally humans, and then they were tossed up into the heavens and became bears. So, the the same story that's in the King James of the sons of God is the original uh, and and uh, if they're shown as bears in the heavens uh, because they have you know they were originally sons of God and now they have taken on you know the human body which could stand for the bears you know and and so it says um, you know um, um, uh, they look for a heavenly home. And in the many mansions of the Father's house, they find eternal rest. Here we see that that sheltering home to which the names of these stars point, where the assembly uh, assembled thousands shall be received into the tr- true, uh, uh, everlasting habitations of God. And then he breaks this down. Now he's got this revelation. He's got this revelation that that, that the that the Urja major and the Urja minor are two places where these two different ha- uh two different uh uh habitations are and and one is is you know the 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 lesser uh, fold and one is the, the 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 greater fold and um and uh, you know the, all the names and their interpretation as to to what they mean like where, where the assembled thousands, uh may uh, a you know the uh uh meaning of that and and claria uh those are all names that when you translate them uh they give you these these meanings so so uh then um uh we see that you know that that they have put made them a bear and given them tails you know tails such as really no bear a bear has ever had but but uh uh the the really wondrous thing is the mysterious polar star the central star of the heavens, around which all others re- revolve, uh, and and this goes back to very ancient astronomy, and we may be sure that that uh, uh, this as something that God was committed to revealing because it's so ancient, and yet it is still with us today, you know. So so uh, uh, we we we've got you've got we've got uh, you know this this incredible revelation of the lesser fold and the major fold. Uh, you know, and and uh, there's there's a lot in this little book about it. I don't have time to read it all, but uh, you know, it it uh, is is very interesting. It gives scriptures of the of the lesser sheepfold, and it gives scriptures about the major sheepfold. And then, um, if I can find it here, uh, it says it says this. Um, let's see now. The polar star has been removed from the dragon. And now is in the lesser fold, and because there used to be a different polar star, but now pol- this Polaris is the new polar star, and and, it's, it, and the new polar star is no longer in the constellation of the dragon, uh, but it is now in the in the. The lesser fold. Now we can see the importance then of the lesser fold, because once this huge dragon constellation had the polar star, but now the polar star is in the lesser fold, which is where the father's house is. And when the dragon shall be cast down from heaven, the heavenly seed will be safely folded there. But this is the lesser sheepfold. These are those who all these are they who who all through the ages have been partakers of the heavenly calling, who desired a better country, which is that heavenly country, he's quoting from the scripture in the Bible, that God hath prepared for them a city, the city uh, for which Abraham himself looked. This was no earthly city, but a city whose builder and maker is God. And it tells that in the book of Hebrew. And and it's called the little flock. Uh, but then there's also, you see, uh, the the um, Urza Major, and uh, and that is where uh, the 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 large uh, group uh, are, and this is the Abrahamic um, uh, bosom, and and so they it, they talk about that. They have the story about that, but they are literally recognizing these two places in the stars as places where the saints of God will go. And the scriptures and so forth with it please do get this book uh it will help you the witness of the stars e w bollinger dd D. i it's not my book i don't sell them i'm not trying to make money off of it you have to i don't you have to find some place that sells it you probably can get on the internet and discover that okay we <laughs> really run in here uh i i shared with you this thing about uh, about the angels and so forth, and I shared some of the of the um, of this information about the um, about uh, the uh, big and little Dipper, but I have a whole bunch more to share, but uh, I'm not going to have time to really get too much into that. So I thought maybe we would just leave that for next week. Uh, more on the seven thunders and the big Dippers and all that, and I would just uh, hit a little bit uh you know about uh, the ufos um <clears throat> now um the U- usa the united states of america military um, has uh ha- has a lot to share a lot to give uh of of secret but you know it's it's all a cover up they are are not intending on allowing this information to get out. And what they have done uh, is is really quite incredible. Um, I have done several uh, blogs that tell a lot of this story. Um, so I want to encourage you to get on my uh, manifestors blog on the Internet. And uh, and then when you get onto the, uh, the blog site, there's a little place at the top where it says search. And if you just put in there UFO. Uh, What will come up will be called ACTS, ACTS of America. And uh, on the ACTS of America, uh, December 2011, I did a a write-up on on all this business. uh, And it's totally different from what you'll hear out there uh, from a lot of other people. But but, uh, uh, here's the thing. Uh, The United States... Was the first nation to to um, invent the atomic bomb, but before that, uh, Germany was was almost uh, ready to to finish the making of an atomic bomb, and they were also involved with uh, these um, uh, the, these uh, the Hanubu. Um, uh, I'm not quite sure how that is pronounced, but it's H A U N E B U, flying disc. These were made by the by the, uh, uh, the Nazis. The Nazis claimed they got this information from extraterrestrial. Uh, I, I uh, don't uh, think that that is the case at all, uh, and I think that that was all part of uh, their being instructed by the U.S. military of what they were to say, uh, and I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, these um, um, These secrets were uh were uh, kept uh from the public uh for reasons many reasons and and uh we may not have time to go into all of that today maybe we can we can we can pick it up and you know but one of the things that that Nazi Germany had and so did the u s a and so did Russia is they had information from nikola uh nikola Tesla and he had shared from his patents. Uh, some of the things about his death ray uh, weapon, and uh, and um, a lot of other uh, secrets was shared uh, at that time, where where he revealed it was uh, Strasbourg, which was at that at that uh, period in history part of Germany, and that is where the Nazis eventually got this information, uh, uh, part of which came from Nikola Tesla, so. Um the 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 secrets uh that was Star Wars stuff actually originated uh from Tesla and uh and then of course um uh there were some pretty smart scientists that were able to interpret and add to it uh both in Germany and and then those uh, uh, a lot of those Germans after world war 2 were captured by the us and brought to the united states and there was quite a number of them and so it it um you know we're talking way back in 19 45 this put uh, the united states ahead uh you know and and uh it it made them um you know have an insight into some really advanced uh stuff um now the united states also was the only nation uh, that, uh, when Tesla died, uh, that had agents right there that went into his uh, private uh, place and, and confiscated all of his writings. And so they had all of this secret information. Now, there has been some of the equipment and so forth uh, that went to a museum in um, uh, Tesla's original homeland. but. Uh, uh, this secret information, of course, uh, did not. It has remained with the U.S. Now, what people do not understand, they do not understand this. They think, for instance, that the United States is going bankrupt, uh, that, that NASA has basically closed down the shuttle because of money. They, they don't even know what they're talking about. They don't even know what they are talking about. And several, several years ago, I was sharing with some of the people that I talked to on the phone and and family, uh, but I was sharing how that uh, that uh, many years many years prior to closing down the 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 shuttles program they had uh, d- they had created a new uh, 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 spacecraft that could actually just fly right off from the ground and and uh, could just go right up to the moon and back and uh that that uh, there's a lot of people that don't want to believe that that kind of uh advanced uh uh ship is in the um control and invention of of the USA but they're wrong it is now <clears throat> let's get this story who are the ones that are flying flying these UFO. UFO means, means you know, unidentified flying objects, okay? That means that they, they are something, but the people that are observing them do not know what they are, uh, where they are from, and, and who is flying them, okay? Uh, but that doesn't mean that they don't have some real uh, uh, pertinent information about them. Well, there are the three groups of angels, okay? The cherubims, the seraphims, the ophanims. The ophanims fell. So they are not involved except through the Arcturians, which we'll get back to that in a little bit. So we have the cherubim and we have the, the seraphim. And they all have Ziths, which are incredible flying machines. There is nothing like them. The U.S. does not have anything close to what they are. And then there is the Arturians on Artura. Now, not Arturus, where the, the star is. Now, next week, I'm going to show you why Bootes, where Arturus, the star, how it is connected to the Big Dipper, the Little Dipper, and why that, that the name and everything has such reality as I start getting into the name. But right now, let's just talk a little bit about these UFOs. So there is the, the the UFOs that are ziths uh, that are are uh, flown by the cherubs. The Bible even mentions the cherubs of uh, flying in 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 the on the winds of of the sky. It, it's even mentioned, and and uh, we'll get more into that. It'll have to be next week. And then there's the seraphim, uh, the the seraphim. Okay, and then of course there are the the um, the enix who uh, this found uh, in this, uh, through Kawa, uh, one of their generals, found this secret hiding place where all of the ziths and the, uh, the military information of the Ophanim had been hidden, really incredibly hidden. And so that now they are very advanced, way far more advanced uh, than, the, um, uh, than the United States uh, Army. Uh, but but not quite as advanced as the seraphim and the cherubim because there were many, many uh, generations went by uh, before that was discovered and uh, this secret hiding place of the ophanim craft. And since then, the, the, the cherubims and the seraphims have even further advanced uh, their crafts. Now, <clears throat> the flying saucers that people are really seeing that they are really seeing are going to be one of of these that I'm going to mention. There'll be seraphims, cherubim. There'll be the Arturians, uh, the, the from the Father's house. These are these are human beings that used to live that uh, that their parents lived on Earth, and they were born in Artura, the Father's house planet, but they are humans now, if someone says they saw this little uh little uh, uh small man uh you know the the Arturians use robots and uh they use you know various kinds of um of of created uh um uh, uh types that that uh, are are uh, uh, androids, and they are not human. They are not human, but they can perform human feats. And so sometimes people that would experience a, an android or would experience, a, 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 like, a, a robot, uh, they would think that they're seeing who the inhabitant of, or the pilot of that. Uh, f- flying craft, but they are not. They're just seeing an artificial being that looks and acts very human but it, but and are very much like an entity, but it's not. Now, as to who has seen those and not seen them, I won't have the time to go into that today, but I will be able to go into it, Lord willing, next week. Now, what we want to show, and we, and we want to say that these people that, that uh, are making claims, like uh, uh, like uh, Ed Grimsley, uh, who has this thing with the night uh, vision gear, and uh, he claims that you know, he's, can, you can with these, this gear, you can see the Star Wars going on all the time. Uh, that is just all fraud. And and he is making huge money selling uh, those goggles. Uh, they go from $1,800 to uh, $3,200, plus he sells the Skywatch vigils for $40 per person. That's fraud. And I can tell you why that's fraud. Once again, I don't have the time, but I'm just telling you. Uh, this. Um, the former defense minister, Paul um, um, uh, uh, Hellier, um who was a defense minister of Canada from 1949 to 1974, um, and began to make statements about flying saucers uh, in the early 2000s? Uh, that um, that man is is acting on behalf of the Canadian uh, and the U.S. government uh, to do the same thing that uh, was being done. Uh, uh way 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 back uh and we'll we'll talk about that but it's all part of the same cover up um he was involved in building the world's first UFO landing pad in 1967 in St. Paul, Alberta. I'm going to be doing a documentary over in the, in that uh place in the near future. Uh, it was built two years before man walked on the moon, and so there's some very interesting information there that we'll get into. Uh, but uh, but believe me, what he is saying, he was he was uh, agreed to say, and and this thing about flying saucers and all of that that these that these uh, men are saying, um, they're either hallucinating themselves or they are programmed to do that by the government uh, of the USA and Canada and England, and and there's a reason why they're doing it, and I'll get into that to tell you why. Uh, This Dr. Charles uh, Hall, uh, who um, was a a weather uh, observer, uh, and he tells the story about these tall white humanoids from Orion, uh, and the reptilians, and with yellow orange skin uh and the uh the uh, tall white humanoids from Orion being a um a, a subspecies of the gray alien order uh and that he was stationed at Las Las Vegas you know as a range weather observer uh and he tells all these stories about the tall whites and how that they are um <laughs> exchanging advanced information for food, shelter, and freedom to perform some experiments. That is such a laughable fraud. I mean, uh, someone who could go uh, faster than the speed of light across the universe, and then they're offering their advanced information in in exchange for food and shelter. That That is just a disgrace. And I hope there's not any of you people out there listening to that kind of junk because its fraud it's false it is not true and um <coughs> uh, jim sparks and and that dr holman uh herman oberth uh you know uh, and some of these uh you know um even w- uh, werner von braun the things that these german scientists said they were programmed to say they were told to say by the by the us uh, government and and uh uh I'll tell you there's been one of the, the biggest uh, uh smoke screens that could ever be imagined that has been uh put in place and and uh uh I want to take the time to really get into the why of it, the how of it, and what really is what really is going on and what the US really has, you know, in um in uh uh, equipment and technology, and I want to show you uh, Bible and scriptures, and I want you to know, I want you to know, that the 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 of God will not allow any aliens to actually come into the, these areas. Even the the zams of Lucifer are not allowed to land on on Earth. They are not allowed. Uh, to to land, but uh, the the thing of it is, is that that there is a power that these that these uh, agents of of Lucifer Satan principalities of darkness have, which they can operate from their zams high above the atmosphere, and they can choose out various people and implant into them from a distance, by photo translation information in which these people can have a nightmare or a dream and, and they believe that they've actually been taken up in a flying saucer, that they've actually been operated on, and you can't convince them that it didn't happen because they've had false memories implanted into them by these demonic forces. I want to get into that and the details of that, but I don't have the time today. I have run out. God bless you so much. May the healing power of the living God generate upon you and in you. And may you with hearts and and veins that need the attention of God uh, begin to feel the healing power of this word as it just begins to swoo over you and and love you and, and just utterly bring the word of God into your body. We love you. We thank you for all that, of your prayers. God bless you and keep you this day. Amen.